What's up, all you little grubs out there? Welcome back to Erico Blueberry. It's an unassuming Destiny podcast. We're back again. Uh, my name is Chilliburn. Oh, Mackie, though. Yes. That's me. Also Mackie. You can't spell Mackie without me. Correct. I don't know. I was going to say without Mick, but, like, what is that? That does nothing. <laughs> I don't know. It's been a weird day. Um, what has happened this week... Not a whole lot of like big game updates. The story, I played it last night and have already forgotten what I did. It was more catch, crash, more expedition, more pirate lair. Um, actually, the pirate lair this week was a guy, it was like beast lord or beast caller or something. Essentially like fallen pirate man who was controlling cabal war beasts like a pack of hounds. And so it's basically yeah. this big dude in a room, lots of dogs and three rounds of kill dogs, hit man, kill dogs, hit man. Oh, is that how that worked? Cause I just did my Mackie bullshit of brute forcing my way. Yeah. through. <laughs> yeah. Like he got a shield up until you killed his little dog friends. Um, the war beasts, sorry. They're war criminals in dog. It's form. my job. My job is the resident millennial white female of the podcast to say, not the doggo. Yeah, there it is. Ring the bell. Check it off on your bingo sheets. We've uh, ticked the box there for 30-year-old <laughs> white people everywhere. <laughs> We're one of you. Yes. Hello. Um, but anyway, um, what else is going on? <laughs> There was a little bit of, I guess, like sneaky law dump. I have not actually been reading the law books this season at all. And, uh, and like I'm about, I'm about to get like, what is the Destiny equivalent of like QAnon? I'm about to get real weird with it. Hang on, you're about. It'd be to... Future War Cult. No, Future or... War Cult is Destiny's QAnon. They're yeah, racist, actually, <laughs> and actually shit. But anyway. <laughs> but we managed to kill their leader. The dream. Ah, their leader, the leftist dream. The leader got themselves killed anyway. By doing something stupid, which I mean. Anyway, um, so there was some, it was audio and then also written law dump. And I'm yeah. about to get real weird with it. Please do. I like dead things. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue to drink this beer and maybe it'll make sense by the time I get through it. So the drifter said he opened the yuck yuck containers, one of them, and is that there a, was is that a verbatim quote. Yeah, because I can see him saying that. Yucky! He opened it up, and all you heard was a, a ghost transmission that just went yucky. Yo, what the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> Ew! The shit stinks, bruh. Um, rewrite. Drifter is an e boy, please. Um, <laughs> the thing that just came into my mind. Old Vine reference, Drifter opens the container, he's like, huh, that's what good pussies taste like. <laughs> mixing it. That's what good pussies sound like. Mama. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fuck. So he, like, cracks it open and he's like, brah, there's, like, chunks of biomatter in here and it stinks and also... There is a darkness that radiates from it that I am familiar with. Oh, yeah. Okay. And this is I sounding familiar now. 
Nezarak might be in those containers. That's remind my me, shit. remind me who Nezarak actually is, because I know that name pops He's up. He's on one of the disciples mm. from memory. Okay, but yeah, uh, if you also take into consideration, because I like hated the Drifter when we first started playing Destiny. Remember, I kept being like, "Oh my god, shut up!" Yeah. But then my love of the Drifter went from like a hate to love anime arc where I was like kind of obsessed with him for a little bit. And I was yeah. like, if the Drifter was real, I'd like make him shower and let him clap. But that's beside the point. Yeah. Um, well, because he seems to weirdly have his fingers in a lot of very interesting pies. And I would, just, I would like him to take those fingers out so I can have a bite. He's just that weird friend that when you're at a party, you're like, yeah, so my friend the Drifter and like six other people know, you know Drifter? He's yeah. that guy. Yeah. He's the drug dealer. He's the plug. <laughs> he's the plug. He's, he's the plug and a few of the party goers sneaky link as well. Mm, mm. I think, okay. and then also the community is also kind of rallied behind this theory as well. And like, just to make it clear, I stay away from leaks. I stay away from stuff like that. But looking at the community's reaction and then also reading the law back and reconnecting the law and even jumping into a few like um, conversations online, not Reddit, yucky, but Twitter, and people like freaking out over this law piece. I went back and read a whole bunch of other lore to do with the Drifter. And the you, we all forget that Drifter went to a dark planet, like a darkness planet. So you're going to say knows, he went to a dark place. He just had a rough he year. He went to a dark place. He had a really bad year. <laughs> <laughs> he signed up better, better, better help. Um <laughs> But, but, like, like he, went, he went to a dark planet, planet, so he, he knows, knows what, what, like, like the pervading kind, kind of, in, in, like, like ingrained sinister level of dark feels. feels. What, what sinister, sinister is what we're told is Guardians of the Light. And then he's also, like, there are a lot of stories throughout his existence. And then it comes to mention the fourth tomb. Now, in a lot of cultures... When, when we, we in the West think of tomb, tomb we, we think, think of like, like a big, big like a mausoleum, mausoleum, a pharaoh's coffin. Uh-huh. We, think we think of like, like a big thing. thing. But for, for a, a lot of other cultures, cultures tomb is interchangeable in any kind of festival you'll carry the remains of life. life. Right. So, so who's to say that these artifacts that we're collecting, they ain't dark they're full of yucky. Wait, you mean like the pirate treasures that we're grabbing? Okay. The artifacts that, that I know is investigating. Who's to say that's, that's not, not Nezarak? Or another disciple. Okay. And that's why the witness has. Hmm. All right. That's my that's theory. Intriguing. That's a little bit interesting. Drifter, keep your fingers that's out of it. That's my. <laughs> he tasted it. He said, <laughs> oh, da, da, da. He's like, oh, what is this shiny orb you've got? Gives it a lick. Yeah. <laughs> he picked up the gelatinous mass of darkness and was like, eh. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> Just a little, like, tongue-touch. All, all that egregore last season was him leaving his leftovers in the fridge for too long, and it just kind of, like, <laughs> spread. I think a couple of episodes ago we called it black mold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hope he hasn't been clean in his shower. He, he made, like, some real <laughs> shitty spaghetti bolognese, left it in there for ages, and it just got out of hand. 
the Leviathan is that fridge in the share house where no one wants to claim the yeah. leftovers, so they just sit and rot. No one's taken the, the trash out in like a month, and it's just spreading mold. No, it's your turn. Oh, I checked the chore wheel. Someone hijacked the chore wheel. The whiteout marker on the fridge said it's your turn. Every entry just said it's Brad's job. Brad doesn't live here anymore. What is this voice I'm doing? <laughs> Uh, Middle class Australian hospitality worker in a share. Yeah, okay. That voice. Yeah. I'm familiar with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Weirdly and that nasal. one guy with that one guy with a full time office job just gives up and ends up doing it. No, he's the guy who pays <laughs> for the cleaner to come through. He's like, you motherfuckers can give me like five bucks and we'll call it even. I don't want to deal with this. But to be extra passive aggressive, he books the cleaner for when everyone in hospitality is asleep, knowing oh, yeah. that they've got a shift. Yeah. <laughs> that's the deal. That's that's the drifter. Yeah. What the drifter's the cleaner or the guy with the office job in the share house? He's he's the guy who's like passive aggressively not cleaning anything. Yes. He's the first guy to come out of his bedroom and be like, I'm asleep. What the fuck? I have to work tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Bungie Australian Destiny when? I don't know. I I mean... I don't want to know what Australia looks like after the collapse. Yeah. I'm, not, they've, they've done I'm not ready to find a new species of kangaroo creature. Yeah. But. I mean, they've done a pretty good job of not like letting any current culture or ethnicity kind of like be pervasive in the story or the... Yeah, but the EAZ is Russia. Yeah, yeah, but like in terms of like accents or groups of people within the story, it's not like, oh, this is definitely America and they're doing everything. Yeah, even then, like just to go on a little bit of a further tangent, Hmm. but also wrapping it back into Destiny, um, even then, like I used to get annoyed at the accents and then I realized it's, when people start to live together, they develop a, a version of the transatlantic accent Mm. for each of their own countries like a lot of russian people that you hear who have been living in russia their whole life the accent is so so different from a like the transatlantic version of a russian accent Mm. i mean i've experienced even like finnish accents get watered down into like almost a british accent sometimes too so it's like it's one of those things like yeah obviously saint is meant to be northern european but like what where like is yeah. he Polish? Is he Russian? Is he Ukrainian? Like what is what is this accent? It's a bit of everything, and even the English accents and American accents aren't quite. Mm. But yeah, it's just I think Nazareth got chopped up into itty bitty bits and was spread across a whole bunch of relics, and I think when we get them together, uh oh, new disciple shit. Uh oh, Exodia, the forbidden one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing here? Instead of cards, it's jam jars. <laughs> <laughs> you smash them all together. See what comes out. <laughs> the final week is us pouring it all out onto a table and trying to make sense. Just taking the my little pony doll out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Put the gum jar. Yeah, we, Put gotta, that we, we have mine. to get out of here. Um, <laughs> okay, so that's kind of like seasonal story for this week. That was basically it. Um, and then 
I guess Marasov getting closer to figuring out that the spider's in the tower. Yeah. Well, in the Elixir zone. Fucking get him. She's going to make him suffer. Yes. Holy shit. Yes. She's pissed. I think rightfully so. She's tilted. <laughs> she's, imagine her just like walking through like any old motherfucker seen the spider and just like walking around with a gun. And just you like see big fat. Passing through. An unusually large Elixney. Who's just like, in a massive chair for some reason. I don't think he's actually a, that big. Y'all seen the Don Vito of fucking Elixney around here somewhere? Fuck, that got me good. <laughs> <laughs> I just struggle to keep that drink in my mouth. Elixney <laughs> in a chair, beer gut. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yes. Um, I, I, don't, I don't have a segue for this. Did you play any Iron Banner? Last week, eruption. A little bit. The new game mode. I think maybe six or seven matches. Okay, so I think I, I think I did a bit more. Um, I didn't get all the way to like rank reset or anything, but I kind of dig it. Yeah, I played it enough that I wanted to give it a fair crack. Mm. Like I was just like, okay, yeah, I I kind of get it. I'll get a few more games in and yeah. see if this is the game mode for me. Um, you know, it's kind of. The, the community's kind of conflicted. A lot of people are really enjoying this game mode, um, but enjoy control on a, a competitive level more. Um, I'm indifferent. I don't really thrive in PvP. I play PvP for pinks. Yeah. And then when Rift or Mayhem comes around, that's about it. Yeah. Um, the thing I appreciated with Eruption was some of the triumphs to get uh, Iron Lord. One of them was about, like, you know, do the objective thing, right? Which, when it was Rift, really fucking hard to do because it basically required you to hold the spark or be near the spark whenever anything happened. And that's kind of hard to set up unless you're in a team of people that you're talking to. This one with Eruption is just like, I don't know, just get kills because that's how the game mode works. Get kills... Yeah. Do get kill streak bonuses essentially. Um, Seek out the guy with the thing on his head. And that's it. Like the thing the thing that I keep coming back to with control IB is like yes, you're capturing zones, but when the t- when a team goes on the hunt, it resets the zones after that, right? Which is the the thing that normal control doesn't do. So if a team is really like if they're doing really well, they can just run away with it, but IB control has that reset built into it so i was like okay zones are reset let's capture them let's regroup let's go again within the scope of a single match and eruption kind of functions that way too where if one player you know goes on that what is it surging and then primed where they start like popping off essentially if if you kill that person you get a stack of points because you're shutting them down i think it's like five points you get um they did come out and say that it was incorrectly giving each player who assisted the kill five points. So that was like swinging matches way harder than they meant it to. So that's going to be fixed yeah. next time. But that, you know, you, you need five kills to get into that state. So that's five points already that you're getting on the kills. But then the other team, if they kill you, they get the five points as well. So it like has a bit of that back and forth built into it. Um. And it was, it was actually kind of sick. Like, it is basically just team deathmatch with set killstreak bonuses, you know, to use, like, Call of Duty language. Um, yeah. 
and it was a lot of fun. Like I, I was running my my arc titan. I was doing the like airborne, the ballistic slam melee. Get a couple of kills, throw a grenade, and by then I've got like two, three kills maybe, and then pop a couple of other people, pop the super, and then you know I think the highest streak I got was maybe eight, and that was just like the the other team was grouped up. I was using a bunch of weird like arc movement tech to get in close and then they had no time to react and so like you have these really dynamic high pace moments and, and you got your hero moments yeah, in this exactly. game mode too yeah there was there was one i think because it like score capped at 150 right so i think we we're at like one 130 140 something the other team was like right on the edge of victory and then i did my combo of like ballistic slam in the middle of a bunch of enemies didn't kill them but got them close and then i activated my super so that extra slam wiped about three people out at once i got a bunch of like point bonuses and then that pushed us over the line to win like that happened more than once and it was predictable and it it felt like i meant to do this it happened i feel good yeah i i (laughs) i ran with some bullshit during ib so I had my storm grenades, mm-hmm. which are great when they're all grouped up, especially when you get the hive map, the newer map. Oh, the one that's set on the dreadnought, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, those little bits that you—they're like little rooms that you have to jump into and then basically jump out of. Yeah. If you know a group of people are in there, because at the moment there's a marker on one of their players that says defend. Yeah. You can whip a grenade in there, blind to the entire group, and <laughs> yeah. I was I was running with uh my long distance arc melee and necrotic grips. Oh yes. And also Osteostriga. Yes. So I was just being gross all over the place. And I was getting top of the ladder at some points and I was like, excuse me. Yeah, like m- most most PvP gamer. Most PvP I struggle to hit a 1.0 or greater K- KD regularly. This mode, however, I was like most of the time above one, occasionally like 1.8. Because um, it was just with my current like arc build, it's a lot of abilities some weapons and this really works well with that yeah and also it's the kind of game mode too where it causes you it forces you not causes you forces you to pivot between running solo to try and chalk up kills and then all of a sudden grouping up to protect that marker person Mm. or um take down another team's flagged person like yeah, well, that's the other thing, right? Like, if someone's in that primed state where they're, you know, doing a bunch of damage and they've got that cooldown or it's countdown, got a little thing above it that it's says got a waypoint, defend. right? So that's that's a really good way of going. Like, okay, here's what you need to do to stop them. We're going to show you where they are at all times. Yeah, uh, and then for you, so if they're on your team, they have a marker that says defend. defend. Yeah, and so like whenever that popped up, I would go and try to do that and just like follow them around. Um, Usually I'd end up getting killed because it's just like, um, I'm near the combat, so oops, I died. Um, what it got me doing, though, I pulled a weapon out of my vault that I don't think I've ever used, and I wish I had before before now. Mm. You ever fuck with symmetry? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. yeah. So I, got, arcs- I got absolutely fucking annihilated by it a few times, and I was like, huh, what are these people yeah, on yeah, yeah. So- And I went and grabbed it. Arc- Arc Scout Rifle fires full auto. 
um, decent fire rate. It's kind of like Trustee from Deep Stone Crypt. Mm. Um, like decent fire rate. Feels like it hits pretty well. Decent zoom on it. But it's got an alternate fire mode. So you, if you hit precision hits, each time you do that, it builds up this thing in it. I think it's like dynamic charge or something like that. Without the catalyst, that stacks up to 15. And then you hold down your reload button and it puts it in the other firing mode where it fires a lot slower, but the bolts track to enemies. And those stacks that you build up before you switch determine how much damage those do. You can switch into that mode at any time, but if you build up those stacks, it does a huge amount of damage. So I was like, in some of those more open maps, I was just like, I'm going to poke out, I'm going to make sure I get a few precision hits, not necessarily trying to get the kill, trying to build up those stacks then i would switch it pop out they're trying to hit me i'm like okay well these bullets are just going to follow you a little bit the tracking is not like crazy <laughs> good here i go but it's enough um and i think i got because i had the catalyst i just never used the weapon so it was at zero percent i got it easily over halfway done just in the amount of ib i played with it i haven't used it anywhere else but I was having a yeah. very good time. <laughs> it was like that yeah, had- and a submachine gun. And so I'd just like get in close brrr, and then run away and then hit them with symmetry. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't quite adapt to it as quickly as I wanted to, but I'm like I've, I'm formulating mm. for the next time it swings around. Yeah. Because it was late late in the re- – like rain. Blah. Late in the kind of roster reset period where I was like, oh, symmetry, I keep getting absolutely fucking annihilated by that gun. Let's yeah. check it out. Yeah. But of course, because I'm running Arc and I'm running Harmonic Siphon, getting kills and stuff with that, like it's it's generating orbs. It's doing a lot of stuff for me. Um, so it was, it was a pretty good time. Oopie. Yeah. <laughs> and, then I, and then I was just like, oh, before I did that, I like went and ran symmetry in a couple of lost sectors just to like see what happens when I max out those stacks um and those those shots were hitting for like 12 15,000 damage oh shit yeah. yeah like fair bit of setup involved but it's precision hits it's not kills so like if you've got a like big tanky enemy and you just oh, nail it in yeah. the head a bunch of times that's a good point like the gun has 20 rounds in it so that's most of your magazine before you do that and also when you switch into the the tracker mode the amount of the amount of stacks you have also determines how many bullets get put back in the gun when you switch so if you burn most of the magazine getting precision hits you get to the 15 stacks and then switch you're basically back to a full mag and i think it gives you like a five or ten second countdown before all of that extra damage and shit wears off so like it's pretty good and I wish I'd known about it a lot sooner. I wish I'd actually used it ever. Next time IB swings around. Yeah, cuz it's going to be eruption again next time. Yeah. I think for the for yeah, the whole season. Boy. Um they've time also to get fucky. I think that from the TWAB this week they've they've adjusted some of the map weighting for for PVP so disjunction and that one set on the dreadnought the two new maps. Up until this week they had a higher than normal waiting in terms yeah, of the map rotation in the, in the twab they were they actually said for the sake of transparency yeah. and then showed how the waiting happened and obviously if there's a new map in rotation for competitive modes yeah. they want to run that through more often to see yeah. the feedback the, the and thing, to see how it's playing that, out the thing that was like 
a little bit of a sour note there was they also have now taken three maps just fully out of rotation. Yeah. And and when and it like it's a fair criticism that there haven't been that many new maps added over the course of D2 PVP. So for them to like reduce the weighting of the two new maps that they have done and then take three fully out, it's a mm. little bit like I, I get that criticism. Like I I don't play a lot of PvP, but I agree with, with that it being makes sense. a bit shit. Yeah, and I'm sure they'll correct that in the future. Like they'll probably swing it back and correct like, it. I but. you know, they have a lot of data about what players are doing in the game. So I have to assume that that is a decision made based on some data that they have available. Maybe it's based on the amount of people that are quitting just because that's the map that loaded, um, which is a yeah. whole other thing that's kind of blowing up at the moment is around quitter, quitter penalties and shit. I'm like, just don't quit. Like, just play the match. Yeah. It doesn't take that long. Who cares? You saw my hot take yeah. on it, my tweet. Yeah. Stop leaving matches because it's not going the way you wanted. Yeah, or it's not the <laughs> map you like. It's like, okay, well, maybe if you played the map you don't like, you would learn where the lines and angles are, and then you would maybe learn to enjoy them more. And that's like, I I don't play PvP that much, so like that's my approach to every map because I just don't know them that well. But yeah, I don't and know if it's I, different I th for folks that play PvP majority of the time. But like, it's like... I come from my competitive first-person shooter history is like we've discussed in the past is Counter-Strike yeah. and COD. Yeah. And you just kind of fucking dealt with the map you were given. Yeah. Like you just made do and you learnt the map. So I don't know where this weird like, oh, I hate this map, going to leave the match. It's, it's like it's, just it's, a, it's a weird level of entitlement. It's, it, yeah, it's another and reflection it's like of you're that. Trying attitude that people seem to have towards destiny in general and like granted this is it's like you're trying to swing the map in your like you're trying to swing the outcome in your favor yeah just learn the map my guy i'm terrible at fucking like professional not professional um pvp yeah competitive like i'm fucking terrible at that shit but even i know the maps and i know where not to peek i know where not to push i know where people will typically throw a grenade through. Like, it's really not that hard playing, you know, the same map six or seven times in something like Control mm. and going, oh, there's a meta on this map. Yeah. And it's very clear. And you, you learn, like, okay, I've got this sight line here, but if I stand too, mu too much in this direction, I'm opening myself up for a flank. So if I yeah. take this line but set up further back, then I'm more protected. Like, you... People, people are going to drift, drift over this wall and take me from the top. Yeah. Like it's, it's fine. Like, mm. um, yeah. And it was just one of those things I'm seeing a lot of arguments that are like, oh, control isn't competitive. This isn't competitive. And it's like, okay, you guys want des you want Bungie to take PVP seriously. And you keep saying that it's a competitive game mode. Mm. But then when you're getting punished for dropping out on these game modes that you're telling Bungie are competitive, all of a sudden it's not competitive. I think like, there's, there's one part in there which I do agree with, which I've certainly felt this is like, oh shit, something's happened outside of the game and I need to close the game or leave this match to deal with it, right? Maybe that's a kid. Oh yeah, like my internet drops, yeah. like Sergey screams at the neighbors yes. and I have to go get up him yeah. or... I get a phone call and I sit idle for too long and get booted. Like, yeah, I understand that. Yeah. yeah. And and the thing I, I like control 
anything that isn't the comp playlist or trials or IB, right? It's like that is a more casual form of PvP within the game. So I understand that as an argument for an, an argument against, sorry, like quitter penalties or threatening quitter penalties. Um, and you know, two bungees, two bungees. Uh, I don't know what the right word is like benefit of the benefit of the doubt. It's really hard on their end to determine the difference between the two, right? They've yeah, got no way like of an knowing. Active quit yeah. or someone just dropping out. Yeah, like they've got no way of knowing. Like if you alt F forward or well shift escaped on PC, this is the safer way of doing that. If you fucking straight up quit the game because you have an emergency out there outside the game to deal with, they have no way of knowing that. And yeah. the only way for them to kind of handle that is allowing a certain number of those warnings before they actually suspend you. Which seems to be the way they're going, yeah. to be honest with you, judged on the warnings I've gotten yeah. just from my internet dropping, for I, example. I mean, I've had that after Gambit games where, like, the game crashed on me or my network died and I got the thing of, like, hey, you left a match in progress. I'm like, yeah, but that, for me, will happen one time in a row, right? Yeah, like, and that's, which is, that's like, if probably this is... the pattern they're looking at is, like, if this player has left the match every time this map is shown that's a pattern they're probably going to try and look at, right? Like either that tells them the map isn't performing the way they want it to, or this person is an entitled little baby and fuck them. It's the same as like <laughs> people who drop out mid-match or yeah. start to drop out towards the end of the match too. Like hmm. it's obvious. Yeah. Like if it you are bottom It says of, in the fucking, it's the text pops up. Yeah. It's like, hey, this person left the match. It's like, all right, now it's six on but four. But it's also fuck like you. if you are Towards the bottom of the ladder and all of a sudden you leave the match, we know. Yeah. We know. Oh, yeah. We know you're rage quitting. Like, and then 20 seconds later we load into a new map and, oop, you're back in the fire team and you're in our oh, fire team. And nah, then you the, do the, the same thing is, again. The best shit is when someone leaves the, the match, they go back into queue and they get back and in the same match. And they end up back in the game. Yeah. <laughs> I love that shit so much. Yeah, it's... And that's what I see. A lot of counterpoints are like, yeah, it may not be competitive to you, dude, but it affects everyone around you, like your experience. If you're dropping out and then I load into a game after that game and you're back in the game yep. and you're back in my team. And it's it's like, you know, the, this season they are switching a certain number of PvP playlists to use skill-based matchmaking, right? Yeah. The thing that a lot of people don't seem to understand is that that is a new matchmaking system. It needs to learn how you play, what your skill level is, before it can do accurate skill-based matchmaking, which means you need to play and finish a certain number of matches what it, wherever the system puts you before it goes, okay, you versus these players with these skill ratings, you finished in this position. And then it does yeah, that about I, a dozen times and it, and it starts to refine the process. And then you end up after maybe three weeks, four weeks, whatever it is, in a more accurate place for your individual skill level. And I dead ass think a few of these PvP players think if they're scoring low and they drop out of the match that it won't affect their yeah. ranking. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, no. And that's why no, they the, do the it. The system's broken because it puts me up against these people and they're killing me and with these weapons. Like, yeah, maybe you're not as good as you think you are. Yeah, I think we said this when they first announced yeah. it that it's going to humble a lot of people. And and like, <laughs> I can't. I've like recently got more of an insight into this because I don't know if I've talked about this in depth on the show. But 
at my workplace, we have an intense Mario Kart setup, which is tracking people who play Mario Kart in the office, building a leaderboard system. It is using true skill, the straight up thing that Microsoft open sourced out of Halo 2 to rank individual players against an arbitrary number of multiplayer opponents. It is basically the underpinning of all matchmaking ever that you see in video games, like that kind of way of thinking about it. So I know from having looked at the code that we run to build these leaderboards, you you get, it takes a number of matches before it gets honed in on where you should be. But it's yeah. also based on who you play against. So if you are winning against people that are like below you by a certain margin, you're not going to actually, you might lose points. And I saw this today. Someone who is on the top of our Mario Kart leaderboard won a match and won an entire series of six races and lost points on the leaderboard because the people he was playing against were, were far enough below him. So like Amazing. understand how this shit actually works before you try to say that skill-based matchmaking is bad. Yeah. Go like maybe you're bad. True skill <laughs> is open to the public. Microsoft research. You can just go and fucking download the code. You can look at this shit and understand it yourself. Yeah. Read a book. <laughs> Read some code. Not even that. Read the fucking documentation that they put out with the code because it explains yeah. how the shit works. <laughs> and also, like it's skill based mass skill based matchmaking. Bleh has been around for a very long time. Yeah. I mean, solo queuing on Counter-Strike, uh, solo queuing in COD, solo queuing in Battlefield. Some variation of skill-based matchmaking has existed for a very long time, though. It's just evolved. Yeah, yeah. and The parameters have changed. It's evolved. It's gotten smarter. The people developing it have become more aware yeah, of like, better ways to implement it. You like, know, speaking of parameters, in the TWAB this week and like previous to that, they've spoken about, yeah, look, we we opted, we, you know, biased towards skill-based matchmaking, but what that's meant is that connection quality has taken a back seat. So they're actually opening some of the parameters to say like, okay, also check connection quality a bit more before you put people into a match, right? Because that's something I've noticed is like, you know, players jumping around the screen because it's been biased a little too much towards skill and not enough towards connection quality, mm. right? And they're adjusting as they go, which they fucking said they would. They were like, look, this is going <laughs> to change every week as we get more data, as we test these systems, right? Like have some fucking... Patience, it's also a video game. Get a life. <laughs> yeah, go touch grass. The I feel old like adage. More and more, I'm turning into log power slave. I hope I can meet. <laughs> I, I, dude, I hope I can meet that guy. Shout at PAX. Out to he's the like, bec he's, he's becoming a hero of mine because he's just like, get fucked, all of you. It's a video game. Oh, I love his satirical posts. Oh, so. It's and not then satirical. The people... He's being very honest. No, no, it's like he satirizes a group of people. And then the group of people he's satirizing come in and like, yeah, yeah, yeah without yeah. realizing they're being mobbed, essentially. I love him. He's great. Yes. Fantastic human. We'd like to meet. Yes. But yeah, I, I don't know where we started this conversation, but it's ended up in a very fighty place. <laughs> I mean, I started talking about I am better. It's on me. I'm an idiot. 
<laughs> we were just catching up over what we'd done for the week. So yeah. we both played a little bit of Iron Banner. Yeah. And then we both ran a raid without each other. I know, my heart For the broke. first time in a very <laughs> long know. time, I did a DSC without the piss triangle. You did. Yes. But um, it was also like our clan has gained a few members over the last yes. um, few weeks and we've been... Which is exciting. We've been taking them through stuff. Like when we did that King's Fall raid that was with someone who's joined us recently, I think that was like one of the first raids, if not the first raid they have run with us. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've done King's Fall before, so it wasn't all new. Um, but yeah, talk to me about, about DSC because we haven't talked about it since you did it. Um, even with a new person who'd never done DSC, we, I think we cleared I mean, I clones can, can, first go. I was going to say, I can look up your total time. I can't look that up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we ended up doing it in about an hour, which is like with a new person, we have to take breaks in between each encounter to explain the encounter. Yes. So that's understandable. Whereas when it's like the core group or the main rotation of people in our clan that do it, there's no explanation between the encounters. We just assign ourselves roles, go into it. Yeah. Sometimes we don't even do that. We just go straight into it. We make sure everyone's readied up and then it's go time because we all have our function. Um, Yeah, we did a lot of things first go, first rotation. Um. I think the only thing we had to reset on was the final final encounter and it was just we weren't getting that timing down on the detain bubbles, mm -hmm. which left it a little bit too close for people to dunk nukes and they were getting done in by that or they were getting done in by ads because we were trying to do four core. Oh, yeah. Um, super smooth run though for, for the fact we were teaching someone an entirely new raid. Yeah. I did the Sparrow section unassisted. Yes, that's right. Yeah. You fucking like DM'd me about that. And like, <laughs> honestly, obviously very proud because that section died, is a nightmare. I died twice in the entire section. That, that I think um, is but I, better than I've ever done it. Yeah, I did it unassisted. I didn't need anyone to come back and get me and lead me through. And I was quite chuffed. Part of me was like, I wish Chili was here to see this. <laughs> Yes, um, next time. And then I, for the rest of the raid, I pretty much did my usual function, which was scanner. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, very comfortable with scanner and suppressor at the moment. So for the sake of getting someone through the experience That's as smoothly it. as possible, I just said, hey, I'll do scanning. Yeah. Um, pretty good. No one got eyes. That happens. Um. Cried during the spacewalk of again. I feel like uh, well, we're at the point now where we're, we're doing it so infrequently that I feel like that moment is always going to happen. It's really funny because I still like the, mute the entire group chat. I'm like, I need yeah, to, I need to just vibe out here. Leave me. The alone. boys were the boys were kind of the boys who are familiar with me were kind of memeing on the fact that I didn't hear it. Obviously that. The moment those doors opened, they saw on Discord the mute and deafen function pop up for me. I have a single key on my keyboard that does that. Yeah. And I'm like, bam. I'm just, I'm in and my then, zone. I'm in my, I'm in my lane, thriving, moisturizing, etc. And then I think when I undeafened and mutant and I'd made the jump, I did a really smooth jump as well, actually. I only died a couple of times on that. I actually got that windmill jump first go and I was just like, fuck yeah. Mm. Um, came back in and one of the boys just goes, you good, Mecky? And of course you hear the typical me go, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Just give me a second. <laughs> oh, I got a tissue. 
It's just those opening piano notes and I'm gone. I'm fucking gone. The, and it's like yeah, the people who listen probably think I'm like a little bit teary-eyed. No, motherfuckers. Chili can attest. Sobbing. Yeah. I tears down Me the too. face <laughs> sniffling every – and it's gotten to the point I can't hear that song without starting oh, when, to tear up. When you load into Orbit and that track plays, it's like I'm not I'm – not I can't do this right now. The amount of times where I've been in orbit with you boys and you've been talking and be like, oh, you shut the fuck up. DSC lullabies on my playlist. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's you know, like. I, it comes up on my Spotify playlist too and I've got to be like, no, it's, it's, I can't do this. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've said this before. It's it's a reflection of like us as a clan, as a fire team, as like this core group kind of really coming together. You know, we did the date, the day one attempt, and then we came back within the next few days and finished it off. And we we failed at A tracks on day one. And Deep Zone Lullaby is like the literal next thing that happens. So reaching that it's like for the a first sigh time, of relief. Well, it's also like A tracks is this massive buildup of tension in this really difficult encounter, and then Deep Zone Lullaby is like this big exhale. And also one of the most beautiful sequences they've ever put into this game. And one of the most beautiful songs they've put yeah, into the game. But too. like it, it just fuck? opens with like silence and then three notes on a piano just out into nothingness. And it's for for us, I think it's it's a ref, it's a reflection not just of like how good all of that content is, but also how much meaning we have attached to it. And uh, it's a huge, I think too, and like we've spoken about it briefly before, so I won't go into detail, but it's like briefly, it's a huge reflection of our friend group. I yes. feel like that whole experience brought our, fr- like grinding for DSC, doing, getting up at fuck off o'clock to run it, streaming yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You know. That whole first that was week a big, like, was insane. Bond- it was a bonding, like Beyond Light was a bonding moment for a lot of us because we were in the pandemic. We were in the the peak of the pandemic for us in Australia. I, I would have to check the the dates, but I'm pretty sure that was when us in Victoria were in the five kilometer radius lockdown shit. Yeah. And we up here too had mm. also been super locked down yeah. that month as well. But then on top of that, I had also gone through a lot of huge life upset mm. and changes during that time as well. Um, you know, you know, it's like the day we finished DSE and the day I got to experience Deep Stone for the first time was a huge, massive life upset had happened for me. So overcoming DSC as a person with my friends, the people who had kept me going through this huge life upset had like, that was like the culmination for, I think a lot of us is like, we'd all personally be going through some shit. And then we finally beat this raid. But DSC was just that, yeah, it's that sigh of relief after you get through nukes. Yeah. And it's just beautiful. And then Clovis, as much of a dickhead as he is, his speech over the top of it is also oddly beautiful as well. Yeah, it's like weirdly thematic for the whole thing that's happening. Us just understanding how deep it is, we then photoshopped my dog's head over Clovis and we say dog-like judgment yes. in that bit now. <laughs> Taking things all serious, but... Also, okay, have, this is going to... It's a long walk for not much of a good joke. Um, You ever watch Dexter's Laboratory? Yeah. Okay, so... Fo- fromage. Well, that's it. Fontaine du Javance. <laughs> Every time I hear that, I want to say omelette du fromage. 
Clovis is getting bitches by just saying cheese omelette fromage. <laughs> omelette du fromage. Amazing. Someone cameo the voice actor. <laughs> Some, someone cameo the voice actor for Oh my god. Clovis to, to just like whisper it, in someone, whisper it into of... like a fucking shotgun microphone, just like Fontaine du Jovent. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> but yes, Deepstone Crypt. Yeah, and then Hell you of a did time. a Vault of Glass run I without did. me. On so like Deepstone was last week's Pinnacle Rotator Raid. This week it was it was Vault of Glass. I wasn't initially in the group to do it, but it was maybe like forty five minutes. I had to drop out. Yeah, but like the six that started that raid, maybe like forty five minutes after that, someone posted a message like, "Hey, is anyone able to jump in?" Someone had to drop out, and I was at, I was like I just finished dinner. I'd cleaned up dishes. I was just like hanging out. And then that message went out. I got the ping, and I was like, "You're like, hey, babe." <laughs> actually, I was like, "I'm just going to help the lads." I, I was. I basically said words to the effect, "I'm going to go do a raid real quick." Um, this is like Wednesday night. We're just like <laughs> hanging out, watching some TV. I was like, "I'm going to go do a raid real quick." She's like, "Yes, fine." I'm like, it was not an issue, but it's very funny. Um, but so when I joined, they were just up to confluxes, so that means they're just basically got into the vault and got up to the first encounter proper. So I basically did a whole vault of glass. All I missed was that first chest after you opened the big door. Um, and again, like we had two, yeah, two in the fire team who were like relatively new to the clan. Um, and th- destiny too. Yeah. Well, I think, I think both of them it had played casually. Well, I think both of them had done D one vault of glass, mm-hmm. but obviously it's been a while. Um, but everything up to, I think everything up to the boss fight, we got first try. Like, I think maybe gatekeepers, we had to fudge it a bit just from. It like, always feels real good with new yeah, people like, when you're just like, click i'm like yes especially with like more of my people especially two people we haven't run with before it's like okay we're explaining it and then a couple of things we've had to figure out on the fly um i think gatekeepers we maybe needed more than one attempt but it was more it was actually more because like there was one run in the boss fight where the second wave of oracles didn't show up oh cool yeah it was like okay well fuck it i guess we wipe um but yeah thanks bungee yeah the whole the whole run (laughs) took like two and a half hours and that's again with like having to remind people how things work and um having a couple of attempts we got yeah we got the uh what is it the fucking the maze what are they called the harpies gorgons yes first attempt Gorgons. Yeah, like we, we dropped down there and then we're talking about, like, okay, we're just going to do it the normal way. None of these weird cheese strats. Someone's going to just run the path. And then like everybody, for some reason, lined up behind me. I was like, I, <laughs> I, I guess I'm leading the way then. But the conga line of doom. It's, it's been so long since I did Vogue. Um, I, I had to like, we were doing a different call out strategy for oracles, which is better than the way we were doing it, to be fair. Um, but there were a couple of points where I had to be like, hey, can I get a reminder? I've got like a handful of clears and I still have forgotten it's been that long. Um, but the the Gorgon maze, I 
I think I will remember that like the back of my hand because of how fucking stressful it is. Oh my God, it's so <laughs> scary. It's like a horror movie. Yeah, but we got it first try and a lot of that was just like, it's just clear communication. It's like, hey, don't go until I say to. And I'm going to be real quiet because I need to hear when these Gorgons move. They make their little bloop, 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 exactly. bloop, bloop, um, But yes, we, we got we got that done first try. No one got Vex Mytho, sad as I am, because I have done that raid a few times and still not got it. But that's how it goes. Um, but yeah, it was it was a pretty good time for like a random hey. Wednesday night raid. <laughs> Can we take a quick break? Yes. Have to be. Absolutely. cleared vog that's where we're at yes cleared vog no one got vex yes yes all right yes we cleared vault of glass two and a half hours or so no one got vex um i continue to be vexed but i will get that going sooner or later i guess it was a good time yeah it was what my sixth or seventh run where i first got it yeah and then I got it every time since then. Just wanted to rub that in. Get fucked. <laughs> and I've kept everyone just as a fuck you. At least delete them. You only need one. What are you doing? No, because I like to send screenshots to you <laughs> of my multiple vexes. <laughs> no. I think my favorite one is when I do that and I show it to someone in our clan and all I get is, oh, fuck you. <laughs> just this response. I mean, it's justified. I don't know if it's a good gun. I just, I want it because it's a raid exotic. I, um, for the sake of your, for the sake you of your it? ego... Yeah. Okay. For the sake of your ego, it sucks. It totally. Oh my god, it's fucking trash, man. You don't even want it. Fuck like you. it's not even worth You're the lying effort. And it's I can fucking tell. garbage. Get fucked. So garbage. It's Get not like fucked. I use it in trials and stuff all the time. It's fucking garbage. Garbage gun. Better off using Strieger or something, man. To be honest with you, it's it's pretty garbage. Um, Fuck off. <laughs> It doesn't feel good. It doesn't whip in PvP or anything. It's garbage. <laughs> Fucking garbage. <laughs> you'll hate it, man. You'll fire it for the first time and you'll be like, yucky. And <laughs> what then was break the it down. Point? <laughs> Fuck off. Why do you even get so upset about the shit gun? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the other night, um, Alex, like. Poo poo gun. Uh, I think it was after the raid. It was just like, end up just being me and Alex and the fire team. And we're in the tower. He and I were like, Doing the the gizzy the glizzy guzzling emote at each other. <laughs> Someone was like emoting next to us, and then we saw that they had touch of malice on their back, and we ran away. We're like, "Fuck this nerd, get out of here." I like we're the kind of clan that we're like super psyched when someone in our clan gets it, but then when someone outside the clan has it, we're like, "Get fucked." I don't want to see that shit. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> but all I can hear in my head is like really deep cut niche reference for those listening. Letter Kenny, hmm. Shawzy, get fucked. Get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I heard myself almost do that. Yeah. Get fucked. I, I quote Shawzy all the time at work. <laughs> so good. 
How's your mother, eh? Um, well, you know, you know what your mother said last night when she was bouncing off my chin. <laughs> um, all right. In about 45 minutes, I think you and I are both in a King's Fall run. So we should yeah. try to reach some kind of conclusion here. Um, <laughs> I just want to do my usual, hey, I'm Mackie, I'm here for community, wholesome, good time, fun time, Yo, good what time, else is fun going time. On? Tell me about it. Give the homies a little kiss because you don't know when you're going to lose them. Um, there is a free emblem out for a community member. Um, it was something um, Seraphim, wasn't it? Yeah, Seraphim Crypto. That's it. Um, he was, they were super involved in the community, a super vocal community member, altogether wholesome. And that's why people like Dorado and Hippie and stuff gravitated towards them. There's a whole write up in the TWAB about this. Person. Unfortunately, we lost them back in, I say we as a community lost them back in January. Um, and there has been an emote created for him. An and emblem. if you go into the, tw- that's it, yeah. an emblem. If you go into the TWAB, it's a free code that you can claim. Um, they said that his favorite Destiny class was Exo Void of the Dawn Titan. His favorite armor was from Scourge of the Past and Black Armory. He loved using bows and his favorite number was 37 and his favorite color was purple. He loved toast and he always fought for human rights. I wanted to read that because that's very sweet. Yeah. Um, so they made a emblem that actually looks, it's beautiful. I love it. Um, that... It was uh, Seraphim's gauntlets, and the emblem is to represent his love of destiny. It's a pair of Titan gauntlets and the number 37. And while there are only 36 dots, one is left unlit in the center to represent the loss that we feel for him. And when I read that in the original TWAB this morning, I got that lump in my throat. I've, I felt I it like, now as you were reading it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I just wanted to shout that out because. As much as we meme about the community being shit, a part of the thing is like within our clan, I guess I'm the, I get called the mum, the destiny mum. Yeah, I'm, tr- I'm trying to stop people saying that. Um, <laughs> mummy, sorry, mummy, sorry. <laughs> I'm the mediator, I guess the caretaker, the caregiver. Um, new title was Tower's Daycare Service Operator <laughs> for kindergartens, <laughs> kindergartens and small and the like. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that and the way I function is I do also like to shout out these kinds of initiatives and stuff. I think I've been the most vocal in our clan when we do stuff where I'm like, change your armor to gold, fuckhead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Make your armor gold. Why not, is your armor not we gold? We're not starting this fucking raid until your armor is gold. Get fucked. Um, and I like to rotate the queer and trans and BLM stuff. It's just who I am as a person. So that's my function also on the podcast a little bit is like as much as we want to dunk on some people who are being dickheads, not that they are dickheads, they're being dickheads. Um, I also really love shouting out these community initiatives and community events. You know, you'll love, you'll know that I love the Halloween stuff and the Christmas oh, yeah. stuff and that's when I shine. Yes. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care about quests until it's Festival of the Lost and then all oh, of a sudden I'm committed. So productive. <laughs> I'm on every evening from four o'clock to nine o'clock. You mean this pumpkin ain't for fucking? <laughs> Everyone shut up. I have to make Varric's cookies. Yes. But yeah, I just thought it, 
if because I know there are some Destiny people out there who dabble, who aren't super into the community. They don't they don't know the TWAB exists, or they don't read the TWAB because um, they're not in a server that pings them automatically when it's out. Like I, we are. I think to a lot of the stuff that's in the TWAB is like not necessary Numbers. for everybody, right? It's like here's some balance updates. Here's some stuff that's coming in a couple of weeks. Here's PvP updates. It's like like a lot of people are like I don't care. I'm here for the story. I'm here for the seasonal stuff, and yeah, it is what it is. But yeah, I just like to shout that stuff out because it's mm. like Seraphim's clan and friends and family, you know, seeing his emblem all over the, the game when they load in, it could it could mean a lot, just the same as like all these golden players means a lot to that that kid's dad. So yeah. it's one of those things where I'm just like, if I can promote a positive aspect of the community, I will do it. Um, cause it's the reason I'm in the community for me. A lot of the times this kind of shit greatly outweighs, not shit, but you know what I mean? This kind of initiative greatly outweighs the negative screaming. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's stuff like this that every time like I'm on Twitter and Twitter's like, Hey, this person tweets about destiny and they put that shit in front of my face. I'm like, no, they're incredibly toxic. I'm going to mute them. I don't want to see that. I want to hone in on the stuff that, you know, stuff like what you're talking about. It's like here is actually the part of the community that is good that doesn't get boosted in the algorithms because outrage drives engagement, right? That's, that's kind of all they feed on. It's like people get angry. So they reply and that's how those people get platforms. Like they're actually saying a bunch of bullshit. I want to hear about shit like this. And then it's like, it's really amazing to me when people like hippie Mm. and Umaze and T-Rex and, Steve and like all of those people who are positive members of the community get a platform, get a job yeah. at Bungie yeah. or get a guest spot in a Bungie project like Umaze or Amaze. Mm. Um, yeah, I heard it. Ooh. Ooh. Um, but then the people who are consistently toxic turn around and go, oh, well, where's our platform? And it's yeah. like, well. Why would anyone want to hang out with you? You're a giant be, asshole. You better do better. <laughs> that's it it's like and that's why i've kind of pivoted my language away from they are dickheads to they're being dickheads because you never know but it's one of those things it's one of those things where i'm just like but yeah that stuff hits me in the feels when bungie's like hey the thing i come back to with a lot of those like more negative side of things is like they have built up the audience they have by being shit they're not likely to change because their incentives don't align with changing. They would have to abandon this audience they've built because they've come to them based on what they've done in the past. Mm. Where's their incentive to be better? That's it, right? Unless, I don't know, maybe their accounts get banned for constantly quitting Crucible matches. Oops. Oopie. What are you going to do now? Create another account? Because thanks to BattleEye, they can find your hardware and be like, fuck this nerd, get out of here. We will find you. Exactly. Maybe we'll send you a lawsuit because you're constantly cheating in the game. Fuck off. Oopie. Yeah, no. you, you fucking agreed to this agreement when you started playing the game. You had to fucking press a button to get past it. There's a lot of text, but in there, it basically says, stop being shit. If you don't read a contract, that's your own fucking fault, my oops. guy. Oops. <laughs> oops. Should I throw this we- oops grenade real quick? <laughs> oops. 
I need to buy that merch <laughs> just because of how often we say oops. Oops. But yes. Do you want to go teehee it up with the boys? I do want to go teehee it up with the boys. <laughs> you want to get real cute with it I on, get- <laughs> on Oryx's ship? I want to beat up Oryx's daughters and teehee it up with the lads. That's what I want to do. You want to get real cute with it in the Dreadnought? In the Rari? Taking pictures of yourself? <laughs> Just in the dreadnought, taking pictures of yourself, teeing it up with the boys. All six of us using the selfie emote from different angles. Got to find the lighting. (laughs) Getting real cute with it. Yeah, the lighting in the dreadnought really hits different after 6 (laughs) p.m. It's got that nightclub lighting where it deceives. Ah, fuck. Uh, I can't. I can't talk. I look. I look better in nightclub lighting. Low everyone, light. That's everyone where does. I, that's where I shine. The trick is getting a camera that can deal with low lighting. That's the hard part. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> I feel like modern smartphones do a pretty good job. Nope. <laughs> I'm good. Okay. <laughs> I'd like to keep the deception going. No, I'm, I mean I mean that in a way of like they until work you get well me home. Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> You let this goblin in my, my house. Trap card. <laughs> <laughs> Me at three o'clock in the morning, silently trying to rage fridge. I'm single, by the way. <laughs> so this beer I've had is 11% alcohol by volume, and it was, it's a big can. Uh, so that's 3.8 standard drinks I've had with no dinner. We should get out of here and eat before we try to do this raid with four two other people. Two 6% drinks on two pieces of garlic bread. You imagine like the other four people sitting in, sitting in the voice chat and we jump in and we're, <laughs> we're just, just fucking giggling. off our faces. <laughs> we need to eat something. Uh, we need to keep it together. You know, like when you get home and you're like a teenager and you're trying to hide the fact that you're stoned or drunk from yeah. your parents and you just keep giggling and that's they exactly clearly know. That's going to happen. <laughs> In about half an hour, <laughs> I'm gonna go eat something. Um, yeah, mm. I'm gonna order a McDonald's burger and uh, stream it to you and eat it layer by uh, layer just to piss you off. Oh. <laughs> yes, I'm not, and I'm I'm not gonna mad. Kit Kat McFlurry. Oh, fuck. Oh, I've had oh. one of those, they're actually really good. They whip harder oh. than they should. Sorry if you're not in Australia and you oh. don't have kick at the flurry. All right, we need to get out of here. I'm hungry. Um, yeah, dude, I'm so hungry. Fuck. Thank you uh, for watching Erico Blueberry episode. I don't know. I think it's 46. I might be oh, wrong. We're almost up to a, like, ECB is technically a year old, but we took a bunch of breaks because yes. immune condition, yeah, yeet. Uh, <laughs> um, but we're almost at a year's worth of content. Yeah, I need to find out when our first episode went out. Anyway, um, thank you for watching this episode. Um, we're going to go do a raid, hopefully finish it, unless you or I or both pass out. Um, I'm from Finland, so everything's finished. All right, that's going to do it. We'll see you next <laughs> week. Uh, play some video uh, games. Hopefully it's Destiny. Be nice. Give your homies little kisses on the forehead. Thank you for putting up with our bullshit so you may have a little kiss. Yes. What she said. (laughs) All right, bye.